Hello, my friend. Welcome to the broadcast today. Thanks so very, very much for joining us. If you can, stop what you're doing, reach over and get your Bible and join me as my Bible sits open to the book of Amos and chapter 6. Amos chapter 6, along with your Bible, get something on which you can jot some notes. I do give an outline. I'll actually be giving a number of things today. And if you are a student of the Word of God, I think you'll appreciate what we're going to be sharing by way of key words along the way. So get your Bible open and get something on which you can jot some notes. I also have some gospel tracks. I've got one that is a Christmas track, and it's not too early for you to be thinking about Christmas cards and giving out tracks at Christmas time. I want you to get this track from us, Christmas Characters. I'll say something about that and another track here in just a moment. I don't often say this, but a quick reminder that this ministry of radio Along with our track, gospel track ministry, we've been operating for 80 years, doing it by the love offerings and the faithful giving of God's people. If you'd like to help us, we could sure use it as we take the word of God to all the world. Well, as we get ready for Amos chapter six, let me lead in with this question. How is your weight doing? How is your weight doing? We preachers are accused of meddling. Well, here's one of the topics that we dare not meddle in. That deals with the idea of people's weight. Amos 6 has two halves to it. The first half is the people trying to lose some weight. They're trying to shed it. The second half of the chapter is God trying to add weight onto the people. And the weight I'm referring to here has nothing to do with the weight of your physical body, but the weight of the conscience, the weight of sin on the conscience of the nation of Israel. Sinners are generally really good at shedding the weight of their guiltiness. God is really good at putting the weight back on to people. And by the way, aren't you glad God put the weight of your own sin heavily on your life and heart so that you would receive him as your savior and bring you to repentance? Well, God is putting weight on here in the book of Amos in chapter six. Get your Bible and join me there if you can. I mentioned the idea of gospel tracts here a moment ago. A gospel tract is simply a short written presentation of God's plan of salvation. And gospel tracts have been used for hundreds of years. They're a powerful tool. Just countless thousands of people come to Christ literally every year by reading a gospel tract. In the last two years, 100,000 people in just the country of Pakistan came to know Christ as Savior, and those were the ones that were publicly baptized. I'm sure a lot more people came to Christ, but they just don't count converts there. Now, the one I mentioned a moment ago, our Christmas track is entitled Christmas Characters. Please, you need to use tracks at Christmas time. This one, very beautiful, very clear, very good gospel presentation. I have another track in my hand. This one's entitled What God Wants Everyone to Know. What God Wants Everyone to Know. This track was written based upon the fact that somebody who's reading it may have zero background in the Bible, but it lays out quickly, biblically, who is God, where do we come from, where did Adam and Eve live, what is sin, who is Jesus, and how can I get to heaven? What God wants everyone to know, quality gospel track, get it please. Now, at the end of the program, my announcer will make known to you 
three ways by which you can contact us. If you'll do that, give us your name and mailing address. We will send you a sample packet containing one each of all of our English tracks. That's over 40 tracks. Or just go to our website. Our web address is the name of our ministry, Bible Tracks Inc. Inc. is short for incorporated. BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Org. If your Bible's open to the book of Amos chapter 6, I begin reading at verse 1. Here's what the Bible says. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Calne and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Be they better than these kingdoms, or their borders greater than their border? Put that ye off far away in the evil day, and cause the seed of violence to come to you, that lie upon beds of ivory, and stretch themselves upon their couches, and eat the lambs out of the flock, and the calves out of the midst of the stall, that chant to the music of the vial, and invent to themselves instruments of music like David, that drink wine in bowls, and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph." stop right there. The next verse says they're going to go into captivity, but we will stop right there. Now, if you have something on which you can take some notes, let me give you my two-part outline for Amos chapter 6. Here it is. Part 1 is verses 1 through 7. My title is this, The Weight Decreased by Pleasure. Weight Decreased by Pleasure. Part two is the second half, verses 8 to 14, and that title is Weight Increased by Preaching. So in the first half, 1 to 7, we have Weight Decreased by Pleasure, and then the second half, Weight Increased by Preaching, obviously preaching by Amos on behalf of God. Now that's Amos chapter 6 in a nutshell. In part one, these first seven verses, we find leaders that are complacent in verses one through three. We find luxury in the comforts of life in verses four, five, and six. And then lastly, verse seven, people that will be lost into captivity. Now, if I was just teaching a Sunday school class, that's how I would outline this. But I let me come here to three key things out of the opening three verses, if I might. I'm going to use three more words here, words that begin with the letter T, like on the word toys, because I think it really helps to bring out what we find here. My first word, based upon verse one, is the word trust. The word is trust. Verse one talks about two key mountains. The first one is Mount Zion. That's the mountain found in Jerusalem, and it's the place, it's the location where the true worship of Jehovah God is to take place. But verse 1 also mentions the mountains of Samaria. There are the places where idols were set up and shrines were set up to other gods, the gods of the nations around this northern Jewish kingdom called Israel. You see, the nation of Israel had a split personality as to which God they were going to trust, which God they were going to rely on. 
it just amazes me that 100 years, I think almost exactly 100 years earlier to Amos's preaching in this same nation of Israel, a prophet by the name of Elijah was dealing with the very same issue of people having a split a spiritual personality. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah said to the people, if Jehovah is God, then serve him. But if Baal's God, then go ahead and serve him. Then he asked this question, how long are you going to halt? Are you going to flit around between two opinions, between two options? Friend, that's a good question, a good question for every era. 100 years earlier, this nation of Israel had a wicked king and queen. Their names, Ahab and Jezebel. Yet, despite their wickedness, God showed this nation who the true God really was. Jehovah sent fire down there at Mount Carmel, and the whole nation knew that Jehovah, he is God. Jehovah, he is God. That was their chant that day. But here we are again. A hundred years later, dear listener, no one can serve two masters. That's what Jesus said. We are going to serve one or the other. You know that. Are you and I trying to serve two gods at different times of our life? That's verse one. It's the trust word. Verse two brings my second T word. It's the word testimonies. Testimonies. In verse two, three capital cities are mentioned. At one point in time, each of these capital cities had been the center of a powerful kingdom. But as Amos preached, each one had been destroyed under and was under the rule of another nation. God's testimony to the nation of Israel was simple. If God could bring those other nations to their knees, he can do it to Israel as well, despite what their political leaders were saying, despite all of that. And then we come to verse 3. Listen to verse 3 again. It says this, Ye that put far away the evil day and cause the seat of violence to come near. My T word here is truth. For verse 3, truth. The smug and complacent leaders of Israel were putting away and pushing away the evil day. They were saying, we'll not be judged by God. Our nation will not be destroyed. We will not go into captivity. They were trying to decrease the weight of their guilt due to their sin. And how were they doing that? Well, verses four through six tell us. I need you to think of three words. These words are beds, bands, and bowls. Beds, bands, and bowls. Verse 4 talks about their beds, their couches. The terms used here in verse 4, I am told by Hebrew scholars, are all words dealing with sensual pleasure, sexual pleasure. Verse 5 talks about their music, their musical bands. The word chant there in verse 5 refers to songs that are undisciplined both in their music and in their lyrics. It's the kind of music that appeals to the flesh and not to the soul, not to the mind. But then verse 6 uses the word bowls. Notice the people were not drinking from cups. They were drinking from bowls. They were putting themselves into drunken stupors. They were getting drunk. So how were they pushing away the weight of their guiltiness? They did it with their beds. They did it with their bands. And they did it with their bowls. They fed the fleshly desires. 
they fed the flesh. Sensual immorality, songs that were immoral, and a stupor that was immoral. The blurring of our mind and soul by sinful pleasures will allow us to feel less guilt, but that kind of action doesn't really lessen or weaken or doesn't remove guilt. It just gives us temporary Novocaine on our heart. Beloved, there is one remedy for guiltiness due to sin. It's found at Calvary's mountain. It's found in the person of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us, who died on our behalf, who paid our sin debt, that we through him can be saved. Has Jesus become your Savior? Have you bowed with a broken, repentant heart and cried out to him for mercy and pardon and said, I am this guilty sinner. I've tried to block my guilt through all kinds of activities, but right now I need Jesus to save me. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.